Hey guys, before today's episode of the podcast, I want you to text me 212-931-5731. If you don't, you're missing out. I'm putting all my eggs in the fucking text basket. 212-931-5731. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. So I want to welcome everybody to the Mortgage Marketing Expert Podcast. We are a proud founding member of the Industry Syndicate. Our mortgage marketing expert today is none other than the man, Gary Vaynerchuk. Man, I appreciate you so much for having us here. I appreciate that. It's been uh, been, a, been a long time coming. Obviously, Agent 2021 yep. finally got to make this happen. Um, our audience is in large part mortgage professionals, some real estate professionals, and a lot of that audience is starting to consume your content, but not all of them have, have seen you yet. So really what I want to do to add value to them, most value that I can add is time, I want to kind of curate some of content that I may know the answers to or some of them just kind of put it in one place. Happy to do it. So the average age of originator is late 40s, early 50s. That group of people didn't grow up with social media, didn't necessarily do the mortgage industry that way. So as far as focusing on personal branding, like what advice do you have to that group of people that doesn't find this kind of thing all that natural? I think that that group understands reputation. The amount of 40 to 50 year olds that dominate in mortgage and real estate on a 100% model of word of mouth reputation of the work they put in for the last 20 years is very high. And when I hear the word personal brand, and when a lot of people hear the word personal brand, they think it's a douchey term. Like they, they, they think there, there's a stigma to that term, yet when I hear it, I just hear the word reputation. And ironically, 49-year-old Donnie, who thinks you know personal brand is doof shit of like 22-year-olds, when he or she hears pers- you know, reputation, they take a totally different point of view on it. So just to set the tone right away, the reason to make content on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on these platforms is to build scaled reputation. What, you think it's impossible? that you put out a video on LinkedIn that gives somebody a smart tidbit that's seen by somebody in Alabama who happens to be the sister of somebody that's in your residential area who says, "Have you know, do you know this guy? Do you know this girl? And then that leads to your lead gen to close a deal. Like, just so everybody knows who doesn't know me or, or knows me but doesn't understand, I'm out here talking about things that drive business results. Like, you know, I happen to believe they come from things like providing value and and understanding where the customer's attention is. The same reason your grandpappy called your firm AAA Mortgage is because he understood that the Yellow Pages had all the attention and if you named your company AAA Mortgage, you showed up first and more people called the first number in the Yellow Pages. All I'm doing is that same move on LinkedIn and Facebook. I love that. What about those people that say I don't? We can end this podcast right now. We absolutely could. That you know, was you gold. know what? You know, I mean it though. Like, you know, if you're a logical, unemotional, non-demonizer of technology and are willing to be self-aware enough that you just actually don't want to put in the work, not that you don't think it actually works, and you heard what I just said for the last three minutes, this is a wrap. Yeah. This is a very basic model of something that is historically true, as far back as you go. Somebody drew the best pictures in caves. Somebody had the best forearms to do the most smoke signals on the top of a fucking mountain. Like, like, like somebody was born with the gift of a voice that was the right one to read a radio ad in 1937. 
I'm not doing anything new. I'm just doing it best in the thing that is right now. To sell mortgages, to sell homes, to sell B2B shopping complexes selling it out, to sell sneakers and wine, to change people's opinions on what an alpha male should be, to talk about modern parenting vulnerabilities, to pontificate about my dear love of the New York Jets, and everything else that comes through my fucking mind. But this is contextual communications at scale for the world we actually live in, not the one that you built your career on. For example, how can your picture on a bench bus ad be the, worth the same when every single passenger on earth now is looking at their phone when they're driving? By theory, it should be 35% less in cost. By just common sense, you should be paying 35% less for your bench ad today than you did eight years ago because now 100% of passengers are looking at their phone. <laughs> Drivers That's are not truth. even looking at the road. Truth. No, that's stuff like that. And now while you're listening and you're yelling or thinking in your mind, yeah, Gary, but my direct mail works. I'm like, cool, Sally. But if you spent that same $11,000 on Facebook properly, I'll get you more leads. You know why? Because I still do direct mail for my dad's liquor store in New Jersey. And I run them against swipe up ads on Instagram. I know the math. I'm not pontificating off of theory. Every person right now who's listening who says this stuff doesn't work isn't actually doing it. Or they did it once for 500 bucks on Facebook, they put out a piece of shit ad, it didn't work, and they decided it was Facebook's fault. That's like me blaming a basketball for not being LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) You like that one, Zane? That was good, right? It's true. That's a better way to say the thing I usually say. I like that. Clip that shit, Dustin. One of the first pieces of content that I, you know, several years ago really made the connection with this guy, Gary Vee, was you were talking about boards of directors and leaderships within companies that have been doing it one way for 30 years and are on their way out and don't necessarily have the motivation to learn a new skill set or to put a lot of dollars and cents to it. And that's been very much the mortgage industry for the last few years. They've used excuses of compliance or you know, dollars or whatever else. Yep. And, and so the, the people that are having challenges with their companies and leadership that think like that. Ironically though, I apologize, Rocket Mortgage and Zebra and all these other people are not struggling with those same issues and oh by the way, let's talk about the elephant in the room, are fucking dominating. Right. Why are we having this conversation? Agreed. This is like literally the conversations I'm having with network television debating that OTT <laughs> doesn't work. Do you live in life? Do you understand not one person doesn't watch Netflix or Hulu? And by the way, that's without Warner. Disney X just came out. Apple's just coming out. Peacock's coming from NBC. Fucking, we haven't even started. Wait till I drop Vayner OTT. I'm gonna take a million subscriptions. Absolutely. You're never gonna see this content again for free. (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Not really, but yes. That's good stuff. So. Being a loan officer is a lot like you talk about being a business owner, being a firefighter. That's a huge challenge in, in a lot of sales, marketing, entrepreneur type things. What are, what are some tips you can give folks as far as wearing that firefighter hat and still effectively building their business? Well, being a firefighter is the business. Great distinction. You know, like if you're interested in living a life that you want, what comes, the great, do you know how fun it is to be my employees? 
they they can blame me. Like, you know how fun it is to blame Andy when he it's somebody above you, like, well, his concept is stupid, that's why it's not working. And then they're like, wait a minute, but actually Gary, it's Gary's fault. It's so fun to be an employee. It's super not fun to be, you know everything is actually your fault. If there's like a leak in my office in Long Island, I remember last year, like the, like when the heat doesn't work or when I change my strategy on the snacks we're using and everyone decides I'm the worst human ever (laughs) or whatever it is, like everything is my fault. Everything is my fault. but that's what I chose to do. If, if you want the fucking accolades, you gotta eat the shit that comes along with it. And the more shit you can eat, the more likely the accolades get bigger. So good, and so, so important. So if you don't want the fires, be an employee and enjoy yourself. I love that. Like it's, but that's what it is, it's about making choices and dealing with the ramifications. How could you possibly get the glory without the work? Like how is that possible? Like why have people thought that's there. How, how have we gotten into a place where people believe that you can be successful without bleeding? And bleeding comes in a lot of forms. Some people it's 15 hours a day. Some people it's nine hours a day, but nine highly stressed. You know, to me, it's less about hours, it's more about stomach. What can your stomach handle? Can you deal with the scrutiny? You know how not fun it is to be me in a world where I hate being disliked and every day thousands of people are actively putting out the information to say they dislike me on social? That requires a stomach. As opposed to being grateful that people are actually looking at you in the first place. Yeah, and by by the way, I'm not a buyer of all publicity is good publicity. When somebody thinks I'm a charlatan or a snake oil salesman, I don't like that mention. (laughs) 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 Like, I mean, everybody knows who Hitler is. I don't want to be him. Right, like, like all awareness is not equal. Like, like it's ludicrous that all publicity is good publicity. Really? Just not interested. Like, I don't want. No, that's not true. Right. <laughs> it's you know so. What's your take on mortgage real estate? The the industry as a whole. You had a really cool perspective at Agent Twenty Twenty One about the direction the industry is heading. I'd love for you to kind of expand on that. Share. I think the internet eats up everything, and if you do not know how, and I do not think it eliminates everybody who has a job. I think it eliminates people who do not bring value. And what I said at Agent 2020, I mean, which is if I started a Vayner brokerage right now, I would win because people want to build their personal brands, not pay higher. If I come out with lower fees than the market and offer the ability to build up your personal brand along the way, how am I not going to kill everybody? <laughs> you will. You absolutely I will. I'm probably not going to do it because I'm super not interested in it. But, but somebody else is going to and it's about providing value. This is one big game of value. The reason I will always win is I inherently know that I'm only interested in providing value to the customer and everything else is secondary. (sighs) That's it. That's so awesome and I think it's important the feedback that you get from your consumer. I was recently listening to one of your podcasts where you're talking about the consumer is who you listen to. You're not, you don't pay attention to anybody else's content. You're just observing the consumer and consumer behavior and that drives your actions. Uh, If you think I've done the homework to know that these upstart mortgage companies are doing well because I've actually done the homework, you're out of your mind. I know it because I read comments. I know what people talk about. It's the same same reason I know who the baby is, and the same reason I know 
every single five-star quarterback who's fucking 12 right now, and the same reason I know which, that TikTok is on its verge of going mainstream, it's all the same game. That's why my content's good. I know what to talk about because I know what people are interested in. I'm good because I listen. Everybody thinks I just talk because I interrupt. I talk all the time, we produce so much content. That's the manifestation of the better listening. It's why I always have ideas. I always have ideas because I'm in perpetual listening. It's easy to have ideas when you're listening. You don't even have ideas, you're just fulfilling needs. So for you, think, you think I wanted to talk about parenting? I didn't even cross my fucking mind. It's just getting a billion fucking DMs that are like, but my mom this, and my mom that, and my dad this, I'm like, oh fuck, right. That's why you're not posting. That's why you're not doing what you want. Your dad told you you have to be a lawyer, and you don't know how to think any other way. Especially because you, and then it play, then you start playing chess, not checkers. Oh right, it's not because your dad fucking put you into some weird coma, it's that you still want dad to pay for your stuff. You value your Equinox and Uber and fucking Yeezys so much that you're willing to live a life that doesn't make you happy. So you're still on the payroll and what dad wants is for you to be a lawyer. Now I understand. And that's how I lambigate, right? Absolutely, so to, to drill down on that, for real estate and mortgage professionals specifically, if they are you know have a couple hundred followers and they're, they're commenting and reading, what do they need to be paying attention to? What should they focus on to well, kind for, of understand? First, at that small of a scale, anything they get, which is not gonna be a whole lot, it's probably like your aunt saying, go Rick, you know? <laughs> so you're not gonna get shit from that. What you probably wanna do is consume other people's content. You probably wanna go into five to 15 meaningful Facebook groups that talk about this. You, may, you definitely wanna join your local community. Do you know how many people built their entire business on being part of the local chamber of commerce but refused to get a Facebook account and join a Facebook group about the town? Do you know how fucking stupid that is? <laughs> you, you're religious about the idea of like doing all these community, literally 90% of the people that are listening right now are focused on doing community tactics. I'm gonna sponsor the softball team. I'm gonna walk the fucking parade. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna join the PTA. I'm gonna fucking join the Chamber of Commerce. I'm gonna start the Small Business Alliance. I'm gonna walk for fucking nine hours down Main Street to all 13 stores eight times. All for the ability to hand their business card to somebody with the hope that they use them versus what I would do, which is I'm gonna watch TV, lay in my fucking underwear, open my phone, be in the community fucking page on Facebook, join the community and talk about the high school football team or Karen or the fucking pothole on Main Street and get four times more fucking business than your fucking idiotic waste of 8,000 fucking hours in the local community, fuckface. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are we talking about here? There's the blueprint, everyone. There you go. I just gave it to you. Do that, join the Facebook groups that are local to your town. Go in there and don't be a spam bot and just say use me, use me. Actually be a normal citizen like I just painted you were by doing all those lovely things you do. You understand that but you didn't. You, you refuse to do what I just told you which would triple your business and give you a lot more time to do stuff you want. Because I think a lot of you are hustling and you don't want to actually go to the town, the, the main street fucking open, you know, small business Saturday weekend and you'd actually rather go play soccer with your kid, you'd rather go on a date with your husband 
but that's how you actually do business because you refuse to realize it's 2020. That's my life, that's what I think about. Love it. I think there's so many people that needed to hear that and I appreciate you sharing that because there's you get the same old answers is, what content do I create? When do I have time to create it? What do I talk about? What's the audience say? Every single person listening here right now wastes 40% of their time on dumb shit. What, when? When you're not sitting in your office waiting for the phone to ring. How about then? How about you create content then? The hell are you doing? Yep. You've put busy work on a pedestal, not results-driven work. Just because you work 11 hours a day, cool. You could waste 11 hours in a heartbeat. Not to mention if you actually audited, you actually spent 72 minutes watching my content. You actually spent 15 minutes going back and forth with your friend on text debating tonight's Thursday night game. You like, like, I'm actually working. Like my team stress when I'm like one minute off on something. That's actually real life. Yeah. Like we're fucking scrambling. You should see my poor admins out there. They're a mess. We walked in there like, is he starting right now? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, I need 30 seconds. It's literally every minute. So I know what the extreme is and I don't recommend that for everybody. That's just, you found your perfect, I found my crescendo. I found my fucking perfect spot where my talents meet my happiness. Not everyone's gonna do that, but don't tell me you don't have time. So I wanna, I wanna talk about that for a minute because one of my coaches talks about ROI versus ROE, return on energy, and where that genius is is finding things that are ROI positive but also feed you energy. That's kind of the That's space cool. that you live in. I like the way that person framed it. Yes, I understand that. Because it also is a perpetual machine. If you're happy, it's gonna make you wanna work more. You know, I put out a post yesterday or a couple days ago that really resonated. It was the first time I said it, I said, I actually don't think anyone's lazy. I don't think you're lazy. I think you're showing yourself that you don't like it. And I know what that looks like. It's why I have a terrible report card. Like I know exactly what not wanting to do something manifests in. Poor results. You know? So So another direction I want to kind of go in is sales versus marketing. Marketing's getting someone's attention. Sales is actually closing the deal and making them a customer. What would what is your take on that whole concept? I spend ninety percent of my energy on marketing and everybody thinks they're marketing and they're spending hundred percent of their time on sales. Are you finding that most sales industries are lazy compared to what they were even no, 10, no, 20 years ago. No, I think they're ago. basic. I think they're basic. They think the sale is, that that's their religion. It's the number right now, and they're not thoughtful. They don't understand the expense of it. I understand that when I send a second text for wine text, that a lot of people are gonna unsubscribe, but I made more sales, so yay, I got 360 more bottles, but at what cost? I just lost 44 people that will never buy. People don't think. People think in CAC, customer acquisition cost. They don't think in LTV. Do you know people that are listening right now did a large transaction with somebody and after that transaction have never interacted with that person ever again? Mm -hmm. I believe that, and that's why that just resonated with all of you, right? Mm -hmm. Why don't you send somebody a $23 fucking fucking fruit basket with a nice card that maybe references some inter- moment during your interaction when you saw the pretty bird or you spilled coffee on yourself to show them you actually are a human, which then will actually lead to like maybe them referring you to somebody else. You're spending all your time hunting for the other thing, yet now that you got their commission and you signed them up 
or you sold them the house, you never talk to them again. That is 98% of the behavior of 98% of the agents. So good. Right? It is, like, it's why so don't, true. Why don't you have a basic system that sends somebody a nice gift with a handwritten card, because the gift's easy, mm-hmm. and then eventually doesn't feel human, with a handwritten card on the one year anniversary of the closing of your deal. That happens to be the time where I might just have dinner with friends that night and say, somebody sent me a Jets pie today <laughs> that I did my fucking brokerage deal with. And they're like, oh, you, actually we're in the market for, we, we need mortgage, we need to refinance. I'm like, oh, you have to go with Don. He sends fucking Jets pies. <laughs> Jet pie but no, thing. But no, everybody wants to cold call. Right. Or direct mail, or fucking, I'm so fucking. Well, and that's one of the reasons. I the level it. of disrespect I have for the other person that's listening to this podcast right now is enormously high. And don't let disrespect come across mean. It's just that I'm just so passionate to get people to do new shit. Get out of their comfort zone. Somebody's about to take your lunch. <laughs> when I love. So much of your content is about understanding and paying attention to the most basic of human behaviors. Correct. And understanding what it's about. You know, we Correct. talk about effective marketing is the balance of trust and attention. It's yes. not good enough just to be out there blasting yourself all over social media. And and trust is an interesting word because I think it leads to behavior that's a little one dimensional. I think it's relevance. Relevance. Right? So like trust can hurt people because I believe when you say that, people on the other side then start with overselling themselves to provide trust. Got it. You see where I'm going? Absolutely. I'm thinking about Karen right now who hears this, she's motivated, she's like fuck it, I'm making my first LinkedIn video and she hears trust, which makes sense, I, mm-hmm. I don't think, I, but I think, but I'm starting to learn that words matter For more sure. than I've thought. You know, people are pretty semantical. Uh, when I hear trust as Karen who just got motivated finally because I'm putting pressure on the system and she's gonna make her LinkedIn video, she hears trust and she's gonna start with a heavy sell up front. I've been doing this for 23 years, right? Whereas meanwhile, the way that Karen would have gotten my business is by making a reference to the Jets game against the Eagles this weekend. Cause that's relevance. Or, you know? Absolutely. Or being an immigrant. Absolutely. Or liking root beer. This is why I push people to show every part of their lives. You never know if it's heavy metal, right? Or or it's growing up with, you know, immigrant parents, right? Or or sports culture, right? Like you don't know what the relevance is, but there's always relevance. For sure. And and the number one advantage everybody has on the other side of this is the most unique thing about you is you. It is peeing your pants in second grade, a story I've shared. It is you know, the way I became a Jets fan because I, I needed something to latch on to America, something I shared, my report card, something. You know how many people follow me because they sucked in high school too? You it's know, relatable. Like, it's, yes, it's relevance. Relevance. And it's true. Yep. You know, I like hip hop music. I like football. I Notice how little I talk about fucking video games. I fucking, I'm very aware that video game culture is a great content pillar for me to play on. But I have to share, when I do, I have to share that I can beat everybody in ice hockey for Nintendo, because that's the last time I was a gangster in video games. <laughs> 19 fucking 87. Super you know? Tech Mobile. I, I don't talk about Fortnite, I talk about the culture of Fortnite. So you stay in your lane, you stay around your passions, and you build a community around interests. Love it. And then when you're localized around that interest, you put out a LinkedIn piece of content around Zelda, you sell mortgages, 
in fucking Des Moines, Iowa, and you find yourself eight weeks later in a coffee shop with 11 people, all dressed up as fucking Link and Peach, <laughs> and, and four days later, you closed your biggest deal. That's way better than a direct mail piece or a cold call or a fucking bench Absolutely. ad. Here's why it's better. Because you had fun when you fucking dressed up as a mushroom. <laughs> so I want to be a good steward of your time. I want to ask you. one last question, which we ask all of our guests is, oh, I like this. we talked about a lot of stuff, yep. but if you could just give one tip to mortgage professionals today to go out to use to build their business, what would it be? Stop being audacious. Your industry is audacious. Bunch of people wearing suits thinking they know something. Love That's that. my advice. Cut the audacity. Everybody smart knows you're fucking lost. Get your shit together, it's time. That's if awesome. you do not produce content for YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook every day as a real estate and Instagram, as a real estate or mortgage professional, you're losing. Figure it out. That's a big statement. I know that sounds scary, you haven't posted anything, and now I'm asking you four fucking platforms a day. Go Google, go learn. How do I post on YouTube? I'm giving you the statement there. I don't need to give you tactics, my friends. It's called Google. Google. <laughs> you don't know how to make a video? Google. I don't even know what Final Cut Pro is. I could figure everything they all do, I can do in a day. It's called Google. Actually, for me, it's YouTube. I can't read for shit. I'd have to watch it. <laughs> but I know. Keep yourself, at, God, I hate fucking, I hate people that talk something they don't live. Plenty of leaders talking about keep learning every day, yet refuse to fucking learn. We, before I think we started the podcast, because I don't think we referenced it here, we talked about your daughter, you know, knowing who I am. Yeah. I'm living my truth. I tell you to keep doing it, I keep doing it. I've got a million followers on TikTok. That's not fucking bragging about my following on TikTok. That's me living my fucking truth. TikTok didn't even cross my mind on January 1st. Well, the reason it's so cool from my perspective. But is his legacy. It wasn't ready. My daughters were able to consume some of the content that I consume, language and all, and then on their platform that was native to them, they now appreciate who you are and consume your content on a completely different level because to your point, the relevance, TikTok is relevant to them. That's the content that they consume. Correct. It was so good. And that's why I can go outside and have a nine-year-old ask for a selfie and an 84-year-old. And that is... Incredible. Incredible and I'm grateful, and I want to, and I think for everybody, if you've stayed long enough, if I haven't made you stop listening with my energy, all that energy, all that pressure, all that cursing I just did, that is a plea for you to be happy too. I could care less if you do it or not. As a matter of fact, for the record, the number one great thing in the short term for me that could happen is nobody listens to anything I talk about because it's only one stream and we're all vying for the same attention. You're trying to sell a home? I'm trying to get people to sign up for Wine Text. By the way, winetext.com, <laughs> sign up. <laughs> Thanks guys for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. <laughs> Have a great day.